Sometimes people suggest that I should lead a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. If I did, would you jump on that train, as Deacon Daniel likes to say? But I hesitate to head there, because the Holy Land is not a very happy land. Have you ever wondered why the Palestinians and the Israelis are constantly in conflict and warring with one another? Some experts believe the controversy goes back to 1947 and the first Arab-Israeli war. Others argue it goes back to 621 AD when Muhammad, the founder of Islam, made a pilgrimage to Jerusalem and even ascended to heaven briefly. You know that golden dome you always see in pictures of Jerusalem? That is the mosque that was built to commemorate that pilgrimage. Mohammed makes a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, but not Father John. <laughs> but I am convinced that the real roots of, of the Arab-Israeli conflict are buried deep in the book of Genesis. And we get a glimpse of it in our first reading from Genesis 17. You already know the story of Abraham, according to the book of Genesis. But that same story, according to the Quran, the holy book of Islam, is different in three radical respects. First, Hagar is not merely a slave of Abraham. She is also his wife. Genesis never says that Abraham married Hagar, but the Quran does. And that's a big difference. Second, Ishmael is the favored firstborn son, and therefore he receives his father's special pride and sure protection. According to the Quran, Abraham and Ishmael together built the mosque, the huge black cube called the Kaaba in the middle of Mecca. All devout Muslims turn toward Mecca when they pray, toward that cube that Abraham and Ishmael built, according to the Quran. And third, Abraham did not almost sacrifice Isaac as an act of faith in God, but according to the Quran, Abraham almost sacrificed Ishmael. Therefore, the son who inherited the faith of Father Abraham was not Isaac, but rather Ishmael, the father of the Arabs and the Palestinians. The deepest roots of the Arab-Israeli conflict, therefore, is not political or economic or social or military. Rather, they are discovered in the family feud that goes all the way back to 1800 BC and the family of Abraham. The reason the Holy Land is not a very happy land is because of the old saying, no one fights like family. The Arab-Israeli conflict is at bottom 
all about two half-brothers, both claiming to be the favored son of, father, of our father of faith. May I suggest two other feuds, to bring the family feuds, to bring this message a little closer to home? You know, those who live in glass houses should not throw rocks. Have you ever wondered where all the denominations and divisions in Christianity came from? Are Christians not all really half-brothers and sisters who claim also a common ancestor, namely Jesus Christ? In the year 1054, the Catholics and the Orthodox churches split from each other. In the 1500s, the Protestant Reformation split the church into hundreds and now thousands of feuding factions of faith. In Spanish, we call Protestants hermanos separados, separated brothers and sisters, to show that spiritually speaking, we're half-brothers, no less than Ishmael and Isaac. In other words, Christians can boast no moral high ground as we watch the Arabs and the Israelis in their constant conflict. We are rowing down the river of history in very much the same boat. Here's the second practical application. Do we really need to peer into our neighbor's windows to see fighting brothers and sisters? We find lots of infighting in our own families. Besides all the good and noble reasons my family emigrated to the United States, was also hidden the less heroic motivation to get away from toxic family and friends. If you look back into your own family history as immigrants, you'll find something similar. Abraham took both Hagar and Ishmael to the desert, to the future site of Mecca, to flee from the jealousy of Sarah, who felt her son Isaac should get preferential treatment. In other words, the reason Abraham moved his wife and son to Saudi Arabia is very similar to the reason my family moved to the United States. My family's holy land in India was not a very happy land. So I still hesitate to lead a pilgrimage to the holy land because to this day it remains not a very happy land. Perhaps a more pertinent pilgrimage we should all take is to the holy land of our own hearts. And when we get there, we should pray for peace, peace among Arabs and Israelis, peace among denominations of devout Christians, and peace for our only own family members at home. Then at last, the holy land of our hearts might be a happy land. Praise to be Jesus Christ.